As if 2021 couldn't be a worse year for Star Wars video games, we have another addition to the long list of things getting either delayed or canceled. But there is a silver lining, so let's jump and talk about that. Welcome. 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 Welcome to Uplink. Okay, so Zynga and EA had investor calls recently, and we got some more details, some of which is pretty good, and I, I'm going to save the good stuff so we can end on a high note, or somewhat high note. Um, but let's get started with the Zynga news. So for a while, we've kind of been suspecting that Zynga's Star Wars game, Star Wars Hunters, there was something up there. We thought, there's been a while it's been like, hmm, we should have already had like a soft launch already. What's going on? Well, we now know, and it is that Star Wars Hunters is going to be delayed until 2022. So we're we're not getting any Star Wars games for 2021. Yes, L let me say that again. We're not getting any Star Wars games for 2021. It's crazy. I, like... What? We don't even have like, we didn't even get any announcements. Everything that we've gotten in 2021 in terms of Star Wars gaming has been negative. It's been games either getting canceled or delayed. Mostly it's been delayed, thankfully, like, uh, like Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. It got delayed. It didn't get canceled, but who knows when it's going to come out. At this point, it is the only saving hope that we'll get a Star Wars games in, a game in 2021. But we've heard nothing. We have literally heard nothing from that game for or since it got delayed. Which is wild to me. On the Star Wars Hunters front, it was announced at a, a Nintendo Direct in February. February! We got this announcement. So it's been six months since we've heard anything. And this is the first time we've heard anything about the game. So it is officially delayed until 2022, but the game will do a limited soft launch at uh, in Q4. So that could be, I think Q4 is um, December to February, if I remember correctly. It's a different year. It's like, it's a different setup than the normal uh, quarters of my, I think it's the, the fiscal year instead of the actual January to March type thing. Um, I think, I think it, it may not be that way, but it's probably going to be winter or early 2022. My bet would be early 2022. I don't think we're going to see a soft launch this year for the game. Uh, sadly, I, I think we're going to see it next year. So what, what really caused this? Why have all of these games and developers and studios been like, yo, 2021, nah, it's not not the year to release games. Well, COVID has been such a huge hit to many, many people in the gaming industry, uh, which is surprising. Technology has been one of the best suited things in terms of work from home, uh, game development, and specifically software development in general has been a huge thing to be work from home. Many people have been doing work from home for development for many, many years, but this is something that the game development industry hasn't really adopted that much. I mean, there are studios that do have it as an option, but not the whole, whole production 
going to work from home. So I think that's been a big issue and a big part of why these games have been getting delayed or um, have been getting, some even canceled. Um, I think that's the biggest part of it. I think that's why we're seeing such a big shift in these development companies announcing delays. I wouldn't necessarily say there is a bigger reason that these games are getting delayed. I think ultimately it comes down to everyone has been hit very differently from work from home, and that is why we aren't getting many Star Wars games, many games really, truly, uh, that were put into development in 2020 with expected releases in 2021. I think that's one of the biggest things here. Um, but it could also be Disney saying, hey, we we don't necessarily want Star Wars games right now. We want to put those into the pipeline to be released in 2022. That way, visually, it looks like, hey, we've got a massive amount of Star Wars gaming content coming in the future. And it's going to be visually looking really good for them to say, look, look at all these Star Wars games you're getting. See, we aren't, we're, we're making tons of Star Wars games. I think that could be possibly part of it. Do I think that's the truth? Mm, not really. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say that is the exact reason that we aren't getting many Star Wars games, and they're all getting pushed to either 2022 or 2023. Um, I think it ultimately comes down to COVID. But we may see something something uh, different uh, later on. It may come out later on that yeah, you know what? Actually, Disney really wanted those games to be launched in a similar time frame or at least get those in development so they can set up, say, maybe down the line, they have a game that comes out in 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026. And if it came out in 2021, there would have been a year gap or something. That could possibly be it. Do I think it's likely? Not really. I think it ultimately comes down to COVID. Uh, we still don't really know much about Hunters, we just kind of know that it is going to be a mobile game, but it's also going to be on Switch. Um, with Zynga producing it or publishing it, I do think we're going to see a level of microtransactions in it, at least cosmetically. But since it is a mobile game, I expect that uh, I expect we're going to see some pay-to-play kind of stuff. It's Zynga, man. Honestly. With what we've seen with uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, I wouldn't expect anything different from a mobile game coming from Zynga for sure. Um, and even the past games from, uh, I think it's Alien Boss or Boss Alien, the developers in charge of this game. They have some games in their back catalog that have some microtransactions in it, some pay to play type stuff where you either you can wait or you can pay and you can do it now. That's just the landscape of mobile games right now. It's just one of those things that it's part of part of the process. And you can love it or hate it, but it's always going to be there. Sadly. Uh, I would love to see a move to a move away. A, a move away from the kind of sleazy children game uh gambling type thing in multiplayer games or mobile games. It's sad, especially from a Star Wars Star Wars uh, license. Historically, Star Wars is a children's franchise. 
obviously it, it also suits all ages, but ultimately it comes down to a children's franchise. And if they are offering basically gambling or uh, manipulation of children to continue playing their game, it's just, it's dirty. It's dirty to me. Um, I, that, that's ultimately why I don't really play mobile games all that much. Now, I am going to give Star Wars Hunters a shot for sure. I mean, it's a Star Wars game. I'm going to take whatever you give me. I've, I'm so starved from Star Wars right now, that of Star Wars gaming, that I want to play anything. Even a mobile game. And may, may, maybe that's why we've been getting so few Star Wars games. Like, you know what? They're going to be starving for this. We're going to release it, and it's going to be the only Star Wars game, and either you play it or you don't get any Star Wars. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully they don't think that, but maybe they do. Maybe they're all manipulating us. <laughs> Put my tinfoil hat on here. Uh, sadly, sadly, it is going to be the only Star Wars game for a little bit. Um, I do think we may be getting some more Star Wars in 2022. I don't, I don't know though. I think 2022 we're only going to get announcements. I don't know if we're going to get any launches for Star Wars games, because I could see. It kind of needed to be announced this year if they were going to announce a if they were going to release a big game in 2022. But I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong. I am not. Um, I am not a in the publishing side of things, so I don't really understand the pipeline. But I do understand that um, as we have continued and grown as a game industry, that publishers and developers are starting to be. They're starting to push the announce and the release dates closer and closer together. We're seeing, uh, especially from a consumer standpoint, we don't want a cyberpunk situation. They don't want a cyberpunk situation where they announce a game 10 years, ten, 10 years ago and it comes out and it is clearly not a game that took 10 years to develop because of the issues that they had. So I think people and people, consumers, the companies themselves are are understanding that the hype train is more of a, it's not necessarily a lead up. It's a drop, big drop and get people talking about it. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a weird time for gaming right now. It really, really is. But what's going on with the other positive news that I was mentioning? Well, let's let's jump into this right here. So this information came to us from an investor call that EA had uh, not too long ago. Uh, I think about a couple days ago as I'm recording this. I think three or four. And they specifically said that EA will continue to invest in the Jedi Fallen Order franchise. And that's the exact wording there. The Jedi Fallen Order franchise. Now, this is good. This is good news. This is very, very good news. They have all but confirmed that we are going to be getting more Jedi Fallen Order. Um, thankfully, they've all but confirmed the second one. Uh, because one game, one game is not a franchise at all. Please. Could you guys be more clear about your intentions with Star Wars? It'd be lovely for us fans, but at least we get a mention of it, and they aren't like just avoiding it entirely. Uh, though there are some leakers, some good, honest leakers. 
um, rumors around uh, the next Jedi Fallen Order game that it will not come before fall of 2023. So we're going to wait. We're going to have to wait a little bit longer before we get any more news information or anything like that in terms of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which I'm fine with. Give the team as much time as they need and don't get in their way. EA, Disney, don't get in Respawn's way. They're giving you tons of money. In the same investor call, they uh, they told us that Apex, Respawn's game Apex, has brought in over $2 billion over two years to EA. And this is a game that EA didn't really seem to really invest in. They didn't. They released it without really any marketing, and the team kept on going. It was just some side project. And as as the as the game has continued, uh, basically EA has been like, "Fine, I guess, because you guys are making more than our stupid sports games, we'll promote it now." Okay, you earned it, I guess. Like they they have seemed very hesitant to really announce how awesome and great that respawn has been to EA as a whole. One of those really odd acquisitions that EA made, and it didn't really seem that well. It didn't seem to fit EA that well. Um, but now they're finally getting money from it, and that seems to be the biggest thing for EA to really hammer down on something. But even that. In that case, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, anything really because of Battlefront was such a, a huge success and ultimately became such a great game. It just didn't have a way to continually get uh, money brought in from it. So I think that's why that's one of the many reasons it got canceled or it got end of life, if that's even a phrase. But Jedi Fallen Order 2 is a thing that is going to be coming at some point in the future. Uh, 2023 is looking to be the best time, uh, ultimately, that it will be released. And that will also be the last year that EA has the exclusivity license. And we're going to see more from Ubisoft. So I think, ultimately, that is Jedi Fallen Order 2 when it does come out, is going to be a big, big part of EA. It's going to be a big decider on how much investment that we're going to see from EA into the Star Wars franchise. It's going to be one of those things that is, I don't even know if this does it enough, it's going to be a tentpole part of EA's strategy and what direction it takes Star Wars. Could you imagine a future where the only games that EA makes are like first-person shooter games? Or not first-person shooter games. Could you imagine a, a future or a timeline where the games that EA makes are single-player games? Could you imagine? Just I'm just, just putting this out there. Could you imagine if uh, EA just doubled down on single-player games? It could be really cool. I could see them doing it, too. I could definitely see them doing it. Uh, just depends on how well Jedi Fallen Order 2 does. And I think it's going to really inspire the future of Star Wars games, ultimately. I mean, obviously, we're going to see Ubisoft's game, and it's going to be coming out somewhere near Jedi Fallen Order. I don't know if it's a good idea to release that game around the same time as Jedi Fallen Order 2. Oh, I think it would be good to release that game in 2024, honestly. Um, because I think people are... 
while Star Wars fans are starving for Star Wars games, I still think it is good to space them out a little bit. Uh, because they're still like the casual audience. Star Wars is a pretty casual audience, generally speaking. And the broader world of things, I mean, yeah, we're in the 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 inner sanctum where we're super, super fans of everything Star Wars. We watch all the, the shows, the movies, play all the games, read the comics, read the books. Like we are really tuned in to Star Wars. But the broader audience of Star Wars isn't necessarily as in tune. Like I know I know people that they're going to get a Star Wars game from the shelf at Walmart for Christmas. And it's going to be a big part like if you release two games, I could definitely see the casual audience not getting both of them. Like ah, oh, I got one Star Wars, I don't need another Star Wars. So I think that's going to be a big part of as we get more investment into the Star Wars game world, I think we're going to have to see them spaced out a bit, which is good for us. It's I'd rather a game a year than like three games one year and then three years later we get three more games in one year. While I think there is enough of an audience to support two games launching in one year, I'd rather have that like gradual uh, launch strategy of like, okay, you're going to get a game this year, you're going to get a game next year, you're going to get a game the uh, year after that. I think that'd be much better, much, much better than <laughs> you're going to get all the Star Wars in one year and you're going to have to buy all of them and you're going to have, like, people only have so much money for games. Games, unlike movies, are a bigger monetary investment, like 60 to $70 um, for a, a launch game. People sometimes only buy, like, three or four games a year. So it's, do you like, what is going to make me buy that game for the one game that I I get? I don't, I don't like think battlefield is like one of the first games I've actually bought full price for launch in a while. Um, because I have game pass and I just wait for sales like that. That's how I play games. I'll, I'll, I'll give it some time, wait before it gets on sale and then I'll jump on it. But battlefield is one of those things that I'm super pumped about. Um, so, I, I, I think it's an, an honest thing. I think it's an honest thing um, that people are going to wait. They're only going to buy one game. So, uh, space them out. Space them out. And I think that's going to be an interesting... Uh, that's going to be where Disney jumps in. Disney jumps in and says, okay, while we love the competition here, guys, it's going to make the content super good. You, you guys need to hold off. One okay, Ubisoft, you launch your game in 2024. EA, you've got the game, you've got Jedi Fallen Order 2 launching in 2023. Okay, we're good for those two years. What do we have for 2022? Okay, boom, you're gonna be in there. Um, I think that there are ultimately gonna be that similar strategy, unless the games are absolutely drastically different. Uh, I could see them being like, okay, we're gonna have a simulator game that also launches alongside a first person shooter game. I think those two things could really, I don't, I think the audiences are so different that they aren't going to conflict with each other. So I I think that's going to be good. Ultimately, the competition around Star Wars gaming is going to get better. And now that EA is soon not to have the license, it's going to be good for us Star Wars fans. It's going to be great because no longer are we going to get three games in 10 years. 
four games in 10 years. Yeah, because Battlefront 2015, Battlefront 2, Jedi Fallen Order, and Squadrons. We're no longer only going to get four games in 10 years. We're going to have a lot more people hopefully working with that franchise. And I expect we're going to see some announcements closer to maybe, maybe not necessarily E3 2020. Two, but maybe 2023 we're going to see a lot more of announcements like oh we're going to see um uh, activision i would not like to see them be given the star wars license right now uh, sorry guys but you guys need to get your crap together before uh, i want the lovely star wars license to be put into that uh, environment but let's just say um a random development company announces that they're going to be working on star wars that's going to be good. I think we're going to see more of that as we get further and uh, further away from EA with the exclusivity license. What do you guys want to see? Let me know uh, either in the comments of this video if you're watching it on YouTube or uh, through email, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, wherever you can find us. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you guys think that um, we're going to see going forward. But that's it for this episode of the podcast. Please stay tuned for more from us here at Star Wars Uplink and some big news coming your way in terms of the future of this podcast and the future of the YouTube channels, mainly the future of the YouTube channels. Uh, we've got some exciting news and this podcast is going to continue. I know there have been people like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Sage? Star Wars gaming is so bad right now. We're plunging back into the long history of Star Wars video games. So definitely stay tuned and make sure that you're following and subscribed on all the places that you can find this podcast completely free on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Just make sure to follow so you uh, keep the podcast in your feed and recommend it to your friends, uh, family, random people on the street. Uh, it helps us out a bunch, and if you could leave us a review, it helps us out so much. Uh, we get more feedback from you. It helps us in uh, getting recommended to other people on Apple Podcasts, even if you just download the iTunes app on your uh, computer, your laptop, wherever. Uh, we'd appreciate a couple kind words or in some feedback. Uh, it helps us out in an absolute ton. So uh, we'd really appreciate it. Also, if you're into Battlefield and super pumped about Battlefield 2042, check out the Battlefield show. Uh, you can find it wherever you find podcasts, and it releases every Friday. It's myself and Sammy Boy, friend of the podcast, and who we had pretty recently on the show. We talk about Battlefield each week and the news and happenings in the world of Battlefield. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash uplinkpodcast, and stay tuned for more content from us there. It's fun. It's a fun time. And we would really, really appreciate your support on Patreon. We have a Patreon-exclusive podcast called Uplink Plus where we're diving deep into the Star Wars movies right now. Uh, as this episode drops, we're going to be talking about The Last Jedi. So make sure that you are uh, supporting us on there if that sounds good to you. At the $5 a month level, you'll get Uplink Plus and helps us out an absolute ton uh, to afford upgrades to the show, hosting, uh, and and just generally posting more content for all of you. It helps us out a ton. And you get some exclusive pod, you get an exclusive podcast. It's a fun time. Uh, we recently recorded the episode for Rise of Skywalker, which will be uh, dropping in next week. And that was a doozy. It was uh, over an hour long. And uh, we go deep into our problems with that movie. 
So if you do love the movie, maybe skip that one, but definitely check out the other ones because we, we've uh, done all but uh, all but the last two so far. And then after we do the mainline Skywalker saga, we're going to be hopping in and talking about Rogue One and Solo Star Wars Story. And then I think uh, we'll do a rewatch and uh, talk through of The Mandalorian. So an episode by episode of The Mandalorian as we prep for more content there. So definitely stay tuned for that and uh, we'd appreciate your support there. As always, may the force be with you and we appreciate your support uh, through this drought and we are glad to be here for all of you awesome, awesome people.